0: county today we're excited to have basketball almanac austin kent join us on the podcast Formally, he is the content lead at nba top shop informally he is the lord of the sickos and today as we approach a new series we're going through our favorite moments and features of series four the immense task that is curating a historical set and what it was like spending an afternoon interviewing larry bird thanks for dropping into the county Welcome, everybody, to an extra special episode of your friendly neighborhood NBA Top Shot podcast. We're currently right in the thick of the run it backdrops that will ultimately close out what has been an incredibly eventful series for. So today we're going to go through some favorite moments and some favorite features that were introduced in S4 with the man that kind of makes it all happen. Content lead at NBA Top Shot, Austin Kent. Thanks for joining us, man. How's it going?
1: It's going great. Thanks for having me. You guys are like the voice of my dog walks, the <laughs> uh, big-time listener it. of the pod. So I feel like I'm uh, meeting I'm some celebrities right now. So thanks for having We're gonna me. We're
0: going to start out. doing that at the uh, in the middle of episodes, just sneaking, you know, like, hey, Austin, how's your dog? Exactly. Make sure you <laughs> pick that up. We saw you. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, that's what <laughs>
0: Yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty much today. Like we've been getting ready for this historical drop and we've known for a while that like this historical drop was going to wrap up series four. Um, we are officially like under three weeks from opening night. Um, so we've got these archives and we've got the origins and we've got these legacy drops that are sort of interspersed through these last couple weeks of series four. Um, so let's just kind of like work backwards through series four, um, you know obviously like i said right now we've got all these run it back things so like can you sort of like walk us through how these moments were like how it was curated you know cuz it's a little different from um it's not a single season there's a little bit more um it's a little bit more focused curation especially for like origins being all the rookies um could you like explain the importance of each set and then like maybe is this kind of the blueprint for what historical moment curation looks like, or is the, does the team like purposely try to like not make a blueprint so that every year you can say like, what's best for this year, not based on something we said before or what last year's looked like.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it's definitely like an incremental sort of process, you know, trying to add layers, um, Add layers to what is you know one of the you know most fan favorite sort of flagship components of the product. Add layers to it without doing anything that we'll regret. You know, like, I mean, there's the immutability of the blockchain, but there's also, you know, consistency of our product. And we view our content as this library. We want things to kind of, you know, make sense and fit well together. It's like, you know, it, it's like all these, you know, puzzle pieces, so to speak. And right. yeah, our product gets better. Our approach gets better. The technology that we have access to gets better. So we want to make improvements, Uh, but it's still, you know, we don't want to rush into something that we're going to have to, you know, you know, be thrashing all over the place. So, so it's important to add those layers, uh, but add them in a a very conservative way that still fits holistically with what we've been trying to build for the last few years. Right. So like, um, like when you,
0: choosing a year like that feels like kind of probably step one, you know, like you, like you said, like you've got this access. Um, and I'm sure like as the relationship with not just like the league and the players association, but also like probably the people that work within those things and be like, all right, now I'm like, I've got a better relationship with this guy. So I've got, you know, maybe the line of communication gets quicker and we can get these angles that we maybe weren't able to get before. Like Mm -hmm. how does all that sort of inform? Like when you've got such a vast, you are trying to make a library, you know and i think that like i love that the 2014 to 2019 like solidifies the last decade which is obviously yep. like such a huge part of the viewership uh and the fandom of a huge percentage of top shot um but the league's been around for 76 years so it's like you know do you consider like do we start from the top the 1950s run it back
1: <laughs> yeah george I mean, mike yeah. let's go <laughs> yeah honestly it's picking the air is the toughest part mm-hmm. obviously like you know, the first series, it, it it kind of was relatively modern. It went back to, you know, 13, 14. Um, and then the first running back that I was involved in, we went back to 05-06, oh, which, you know, a new decade, a fresh decade, a very strategically picked decade because we avoided, you know, the – like we were able to kind of dance around like Kobe's best year. We didn't want one of the big Shack like three-peat, like Lakers, right. like – until we can do that right. So, so we made that decision, but we're like, Hey, this is a new decade. A lot of people have a lot of memories of these players when they're younger. So it was great to enter that decade, um, and do so in, in a very strategic way. Uh, and then we, you know, through our relationship with magic, Johnson had this opportunity to really flesh out, um, flesh out, run it back our whole approach to historic, adding these layers, you know, um, like an anthology set and of course, legacies, um, But again, whole new decade, easy peasy, you know, it's just a year just that we haven't even touched before. And then, I mean, you look at what's what's left in the chunk of NBA history that our users sort of remember, there's this big tempting chunk of 90s action of Mm course, you know, which we've always talked about, like how how we're going to get there. But I mean, that's probably one of the most, like we just, when we go there, we want to make sure we do that you Know perfectly, we need to be able to do it the right way. There's lots of, uh, you know, there's lots of deals and players we're gonna have to, to make sure we can sort of land that plane before we even bother taking that on. Um, is that so, something like with like the further back that you get from like the current CBA
0: that it's like it's harder and harder to get these sort of things, like the further you go back because you know,
1: yeah, it's, have more it's traction, sort of to an extent it is like there's like the like one of the biggest things for us is just you know what players are like opt into the retired players association you know oh, okay. if, they, if they do then then they're sort of in a group licensing deal similar to current players and we can kind of just use them but some players are big enough to opt out of the of the rpa or they decide not to go into it for whatever reason same type of players that don't show up in video games like like reggie miller is not in my nba jam over there um <laughs> so as much as i wish she was and obviously michael jordan charles barkley all the names that you probably already know that that end up being out, outside of these these sort of group projects um but uh i mean 80s was funnily enough like 80s was pretty safe like I don't know if it was just for some reason that that sort of generation of players in the '90s that, um, w- like a lot of them are opting out, like we, to uh, at a much higher degree than they were in the '80s or even since. Like, so it's kind of like '90s is especially fraught. So, like, they're, they're yeah. when we get all our ducks in a row, then we'll we'll, we'll be able to. But it may be because of stuff. this class of '86, '87 too. It's like it was Michael.
0: I mean, not Michael. It was uh, Magic and Larry. That's sort of like made their image name and likeness like worth something again whereas like you don't have these stars of 86 87 everybody just opts in because it doesn't matter a whole lot you know and then you've got michael on top of those things compounding it to where i'm sure that like you've got a ton more players being like i'm now a part of like a worldwide league i need to take this thing more seriously and not just like opt into everything maybe
1: Mm -hmm. so all these signs kind of pointed us uh to probably the most Requested like time period because it's the like which is the twenty fourteen to nineteen span, and I'll get to our you know decision to go with a span of years instead of a single uh, season in in a bit. But like because when you think about the sort of demographic of Top Shot collectors, like these are the memories that are most like fresh in their mind. Whether you're a Thunder mm-hmm. fan with the with the Westbrook or like Kawhi is probably the most requested moment. Honestly, I would I would sure. say. Um, just cause it's so relative, it's, it's like such a fresh, immediately like acutely, very specific viral sensation moment that we all shared. So, so it's, it was really an interesting era for us to be able to go to, because like you said, um, it really prolongs this, this consecutive chunk of content that now lives in the Top Shot library. It's 10 straight seasons, um, which is, uh which was really attractive to us because this way um, you know, when you've got uh, when we're trying to sort of hammer home, this message that NBA top shot is this library of of history that has all of your memories like in a vault. It's very intuitive to just talk to people and and to be able to have like a 10 year straight span. And it's the 10 most like contemporary years. Mm -hmm. I think it just makes it so much easier, whether it's us, talking to new users or whether it's like community leaders like yourselves, or just friends talking to their own friends, just about, about what Topshot is like, how much of a, of a pain point was it like to, to sort of describe what Topshot is and then have somebody like ask you, Oh, is this in there? Is this in there? Like this happened a couple years ago. Do you have that? Uh, and when you have to say, no, it's kind of a bummer. So now to be able to offer that as one sort of cohesive stretch of history and it's all accounted for is really, is really kind of cool. And, and then, when the
2: timing is right, we can dip farther and farther back in the history. Real quick, Austin. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Um, Speaking to that 2014 to 2019 range, as you may know, as a listener of the Badge County podcast, I got my Westbrook grail. So thank you very much for that. And speaking to the idea of, you know, these moments are the most fresh in our memories, like the Kawhi shot, like the Lillard wave. As a Thunder fan and someone who lives in Oklahoma City, all the people that I talked to, this was the moment that people wanted. You know what I mean? Like, is, is the Westbrook game winner on there? I can't wait for that Westbrook game winner to be on the product. And I, and for me, this was the moment that, um, you know, I wanted like I did not necessarily expect it to be. Hear this soon. Obviously, I'm thankful that it is, and I'm grateful to be the first one to kind of buy it and own it and whatnot. But were you the first buy to interrupt you Yeah, were I was the-, the I was the first buy. I put That's the offer cool. out immediately. I was aggressive. Go. You got to get it done, right? You know. So, I like, I just agree wholeheartedly with the idea of like going back just to this last decade and being. as as fresh it is, is on our minds as NBA fans and as collectors, like this is what we want and we'll get to that other stuff. But I think when, when I talk to new, you know, maybe new collectors or people at our events, they're like, well, what can I collect? Can I collect a Serge Ibaka? Like they might, you know, and before this last week, you couldn't do it, you know, like, or you could, but you couldn't get one in a thunder uniform. And so like, I think that's kind of like important to just growing the, you know, growing Top Shot, right? Growing the product and just growing um, maybe a broader user base and a broader collector base to what we're doing. So, yeah, well done.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. oh, thank you. And it, like, if you think of like the value prop of Top Shot as this sort of archive that has all these memories that you've had, like even for current players, there's lots of great Devin Booker moments on Top Shot. Like, you know, Devin Booker made it to the finals in the Top Shot. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but now to be able to like, you know, to have a like a rookie booker like in the Origin set or that seventy point game he did as a sophomore, we're starting to sort of fill in the gaps. Um, you know, so there's this very active generation of stars, and now we're sort of backfilling uh, the, you know, no pun intended there, like Origins. Like we're literally backfilling the early chapters that that weren't uh, already in the Top Shot library. So, so yeah,
0: so we're we're gonna talk about his favorite Thunder moment, and then we're gonna bring up like one of the most painful moments. In my Celtic fandom history, um, I was on a date during the Devin Booker 70-point, and I was in a horrible mood. It was the last date with that girl. Um, She's like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, are you watching this game? He is literally – he's got rosy cheeks. He's so young, and he is lighting us up. Um, And then towards the end, you're like, but it would be pretty cool if he went for 70. Uh, And there he was. (laughs) um yeah to me like the isaiah thomas one is the one for me i'm not going to go into a whole kind of thing but it's just like that game that season that player like honestly of my lifetime like he's probably my favorite celtic um tatum is making his mark obviously um but like when i was a kid i was 17 um during the last Celtics championship um and so i was like You know, KG and Ray Allen and Paul Pierce, they weren't really like a part of my NBA fandom growing up. My dad was a Celtics fan, but I was more into like the '01 one Sixers, the '01 one Kings. Like that was sort of my beginning of NBA fandom. So Isaiah Thomas for me, as a player, that's a special season. That is the game of that season of his entire Celtic career. Um, I don't have it yet, but uh, I'm going to be getting it. Um, But so I had like sort of a chicken and the egg question potentially – with um especially these historical seasons like when you're curating a season live in the moment like series four like you're kind of i'm sure it's really difficult to be like okay this is a mega jam but is it a throwdown is it you know is it a hollow level like or top shot 50 like what are we going to do with this but when you're looking back on a season from you know that's already finished you're like we know what we've got like it is a finished product um and I kind of, you know, in the moment now, I think you're pretty much King Sicko amongst us. Uh, and so, like, when you're making these sets, like, are you, like, do you guys, do you and Brandon and the rest of the curation team, like, sort of submit a list of players? Like, these are the guys, this is the set we want to make. And then you kind of go back and forth. Or are you kind of like, hey, guys, like, his, um, you know, Origins is going to be 22 plus 3. Make it, you know, sort of like how... What's the sort of back and forth between the curation team and the rest of the top shot team like making these sets happen? And like the size and the challenge and who's a challenge reward and et cetera.
1: Yeah, I mean it's definitely a different beast, like you say, when you're talking about the historic stuff. When you're doing the current temporary stuff, like an analogy that I've used is like like building a house, like, but instead of building it from the foundation, it's just like building a house like left to right. Like you just have <laughs> yeah. to like you kind of have to know what's like the hierarchy of like, okay, this is what, you know, like LeBron James did. Like, is this like, it might even be December. Like, is this realistically maybe going to be a top shot 50 moment? Or can we say, you know what, LeBron's going to do better. So we're comfortable slotting this in, you know, right. as an MGL or whatever. Um, so that's the challenge of, of, of contemporary is, is sort of, have, you know, just constantly making those judgment calls. Like, cause at the end of the day, we want the product to make sense, like like vertically, where like the legendaries at the top truly feel legendary, and then and then MGLE feels like a natural sort of you know step down, just as rare as a natural step down from legendary. We want it to feel that way when all is said and done. But now you got to do this in real time. Um, <clears throat> when we're doing historic stuff, we have the benefit of of hindsight and can kind of just cherry pick the best of the best stuff. So it's much much easier in in that way. You know, it comes, obviously, there's a lot more challenges of, hey, you know, this guy who did the inbound assist, like, isn't in the RPA and, like, you know, so he can't use that play. Um, Is that how it works? Literally, if it's
0: like this amazing play, but the guy who's passing him the ball isn't involved, so like it's off limits
1: yeah it i mean it, it does it, brutal it does and uh do you like scurry when
0: you're like i don't you obviously don't know i'm pretty sure at this point you probably are pretty familiar with the rpa um i'm already i'm, I'm saying rpa like i know i've been using that term my whole life um, <laughs> but like when you when you see one of those plays are you just like like typing up
1: like please be in there
0: please be yeah. in there
1: yeah honestly like we're yeah we we're getting pretty familiar with the 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 list of players who've opted into the group licensing deal of the retired players association. That's the, that's the, that, yeah, that's the, that's the, the full deal, but, you know, just knowing what players we can use freely, what players we have to be a bit more um, sensitive around. And, you know, sometimes it's a pain and some really great stuff doesn't end up. Um, sometimes it's just a matter of working out a deal with that person or, you know, the NBA is an awesome partner to work with. Like we've had players where we're just like, Hey, we really want to get this person a moment. And uh, but they're not in the RPA, but they've never really been asked. Like they're a relatively recent, you know, um, mm-hmm. a relatively recent retiree that maybe didn't like officially retire, but just kind of got phased out of the league. Some of those players we want to be able to give moments for, okay, including like yeah. in, in these archive sets. So the NBA will actually go out and we'll, we'll put people like, like it, like, will kind of make those arrangements to have those players sort of opt into, I don't know the business side of it, but they opt in to what's essentially like a group licensing deal. And uh, so it's kind of nice. They're like, hey, we really want to use this play. And then it results in a, a player getting added to this because the NBA reached out on our behalf. Like they're really good yeah, at that. That's pretty awesome. Um, that's got to be and, a good
0: feeling when you get the email. Like yeah, it worked. We got it. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. So there's a, there's a couple of uh, couple others who've done that. And I think they even created they created the whole list for the WMA. It didn't even exist before us. Um, so they oh, that's they, pretty special. That's so cool. it's kind of neat, you know it just goes to show like we're truly doing something unprecedented before like obviously the has worked with trading card companies they've worked with video game companies but they were a unique beast (laughs) um yeah like i think probably when they're trading
0: card companies like there's so much so much precedent like well when we had our deal with upper deck this is how it went well when we were with tops this is how it went and so like Mm -hmm. this is how it goes now too but it's just kind of like breaking ground like every step is the first step in that direction yeah yeah exactly
1: Um, that's awesome
2: Well, real quick, I got a a question uh, about kind of going back to these uh, legacy sets and whatnot. Of course, we saw our first two moments that had in arena sound. And I feel like that was a huge uh, step for the product. And we also saw many of those things throughout Series 4, whether it was draft footage, um, just the idea of reels, um, you know, Maybe some of the warm up type stuff, the celebrations, those kind of things were expanded. Uh, kind of where do you see like first of all, that's exciting, and how excited are you for those things? But then also like where do you see these things going in the future? Where where can we see the product go even beyond those things?
1: Yeah, we're, I mean we're so excited, especially like to start with the audio stuff. You know we've like, I mean, I probably first had conversations with the league about audio, like, you know, last, last season. Um, But we didn't really seriously start to aggressively push for it until um, this series, this, you know, the past season. And there were a couple of different points where I wanted to be able to, to sort of introduce it, but it's a big conversation um, that we needed to have with all the partners, but especially with the league, like, you know finding where the rights you know start and stop um little things like like hey you know we we technically have the rights to use ambient audio but what happens if overheard in the ambient audio is x or y or z and Mm -hmm. you know if i can hear the 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 pa guy you know saying like announcing who scored the basket like well can we use his voice like i don't know like 2K, mm-hmm. 2K pays them, but they pay them to do like original like recording for them. Mm-hmm. But like we're not asking them to do original recording for us. Like we're just saying, can we use the your voice incidentally, like wafting in through the, the air of our yeah. ambient <laughs> audio? Like, and like, I mean, everyone's just trying to approach this conversation in a in a you know logical way. But it, it, where the holdups come from is it's just a conversation that's never been had before like there's no NBA, precedent that no they're, they're gonna be like, "Yeah, oh, we we'll use this for social, but we're not selling the top 10 plays of the night. Like, you know, mm-hmm. the 2k thing is a different, so nothing really, nothing really like he's, well, I guess that's a definition of unprecedented, which he said, but there's just no like example of it. Um, what about, you know, what about a song like a player scores and there's a Drake song playing in the background? Obviously we can't use that. Nobody wants to face like takedown <laughs> requests, but like, well, what if it's like, you know, like organ ditties. Like I can't tell you how many meetings I've been on with like MBA like executives and I'm literally like humming like organ ditties. Like, can we do this? Da 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 da, da. like like you know, um it's happened on multiple occasions. What I is always, the answer to that one? Can you use da na, 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 na uh it's mixed. It's like oddly mixed. Like um and these are the sort of things that we're pushing for because like we want to be able to because if we if we can't use it, then we end up having to cheat the audio and then it's like you're like looping something from floor, and we just don't want yeah that. um I, honestly like i'm a kind of an audiophile and i was listening
0: in those moments i was like i wonder if they cheated i wasn't yeah. gonna say i was like i'm gonna listen to these see if there's like any like little blip that you hear in like second two and you hear again in a not matching moment like in se- yeah uh, like second 17
1: yeah no. exactly and it, it is like we did have to to I think, uh, so what do you do during the replays? Like, obviously you have to loop them during the replays. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, just sort of sorting out the process for that. And everyone is, is like sort of approaching it with like good intentions and trying to be as productive as possible, but it's just a, this un, unprecedented beast. So the fact that we're able to get to where we got to and actually have, you know, the ambient audio, the crowd reactions, you can hear the bounce of the ball and in, in like the Kauai shot like that. That's what's most important to us. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. And then, you know, how can we scale this? Like, well, there, we're going to come across problematic things in audio that we need to cover up, so we need to have like a back backtrack for it. So that's why you, like, <clears throat> we've got that like audio that, that you hear like at the intro and outro of the moment, and it, mm-hmm. we're like, hey, we know we're going to need this, so so let's let's build this into our holistic plan so it sounds cool and it fits and it you know it really flows well. So um, little things like that. Uh, It was just nice to be able to. It's a pretty significant layer
0: of the curation of these moments where it's like, Mm -hmm. it would feel you can't just make it go like you hit the moment and it's all of a sudden is, you know, like it just, crowd noise is loud. And you like the video curation and the edits have gotten so much better year after year that you don't want to have like an an s1 audio level you know where it's like Mm -hmm. some of the edits in s1 are not to the caliber of series four so you don't want to make an audio edit in series four that's not going to be to the caliber of a series seven when
2: audio potentially is everywhere um
0: yeah there's there's just so many
1: levels
2: i love it so much like that you pick these two moments as the the start to audio or whatever it is like Mm -hmm. because to me they just fit why you need audio right <laughs> like yeah. there that you know like not every moment necessarily needs audio like i think you know a basic steel and dunk and whatnot like sure that's cool if it has audio but does it have to have audio no but yeah. um the, the so bubble was like brutal of course like the the kawaii bounce on the rim like that's the part that i love the most on that moment it's like that you can hear the bounce on the rim like yeah just those little details um but even like even like my Westbrook shot, I kind of wish it had some audio Of course like we all do now, right? Mm-hmm. Now that we've experienced it. Because like, I think back to that moment I was talking with a friend, he's like, well, that was a game on the road, you know, and and typically a road team isn't going to like get excited, but everyone knew like that was history, right? Mm-hmm. Westbrook getting his 42nd triple-double in that shot was, of course, you know, pretty iconic, get him 50 point triple-double and all that. But anyway, it's just, it's it's interesting how audio can elevate the moment. And I think in these two specifically it does. And so that's why I think we're excited. And like, for me, I ended up getting the uh, J-Dub rookie revelation moment this year and it's got the draft footage. And I thought that was a really cool touch to the collectible side of things of like him walking up there and Adam silver and and all that, you know, putting the hat on and all those things. It's like, we need to get the hat situation figured out from the NBA side. No, I like, love it. Uh-uh. No, the, no, no, no. the Usman Jang has to stay. It I, has to stay. I don't really want to... the, the Knicks hat, but um, anyway, that's another topic for another day. I um, oh, thought you know how the hats don't fit. That's my favorite part. Oh well, yeah, that's <laughs> that's fine. I'm just talking about how Usman Jang has a Knicks hat in the moment, but right. anyway, you know? that's not something we can control. But yeah, like those little things, like maybe talk through that or talk through some mm-hmm. of the other things that you've. Um, yeah been able to add in series four especially
1: i mean yeah so there's been so many layers and layers that have that have gone into it the draft footage was was a big part of it we've known for a while that we wanted to get the draft footage um into into the product somehow um so we're just constantly trying to push the envelope of what what we can use like when you think back to what series what series one was. Like it was it was kind of just pretty pretty much to the straight to the point. Like play starts, play ends, then you go <laughs> on to the next one. Um <clears throat> but uh you know like since then, you know, we've just like done a couple things. Like for the for the most part basically mandated starting the the, the footage. Something as little as starting the footage in in broadcast. You know, I'm not a big fan of necessarily starting the footage in those like close up angles just because I find it's easier um, to orient yourself to the play if you see it the first time in the broadcast, little things like that, and then uh, adding like some breathing space. You know, after the ball goes through the net, like let's see what the bench is doing. Let's see what the player, you know, how they're reacting. Getting those reaction shots, getting the league, you know, more comfortable with us asking for that, and and they've they've gotten there, and then they've started to, uh, you know, like now whenever we see even footage for the first time, it's got all these things that we've we've sort of you know, we've worked with them for four years. So, so we're getting into pretty good routine with them. Um, And it all helps the quality of of the moment, but we're like, well, how else can we push, push these boundaries? Like, can we do draft footage? Some hurdles, but got the clearance for that. Like even something like uh, with the De'Aaron Fox in the playoff set, being able to get the beam, like that was the Mm -hmm. first, that was the first time there was like an external shot in the NBA product. And so like, then it's like a whole other conversation, like who owns the right to like the facade on the outside of the building? Like who owns the beam? Like it's just becomes these ridiculous who questions. Who does own the beam? <laughs> um, yeah, Darren Fox is the personal owner of the beam. Um, no but, so sorting through those things and you know we're always we're always nudging, nudging the league, just be like, can we do this? Like and then well, we've never done it before. Like, well, is there anything saying specifically that we can't do it because we want to do it? Yeah, uh, and they've been, they've been good. They like, you know, they're, they're doing their diligence. The MBA is a machine that's been around, you know, for such a long time because they're good at what they do. And they're, you know, they got everything, they have a process, let's just say, So, but we're just, you okay. know, it's our job as a startup to, you know, just push and push and push. And, you know, who's going to say no, like everyone wants the product to be as good as it can be. And, uh, so we've, we're fortunate to be able to, to make that progress, um, and there's lots more to go like you know <clears throat> I think there's other ways we can improve the the footage for one audio at scale would be nice uh, but we kind of talked about the challenges of that but I mean I'd love to have like a dynamic scoreboard overlaid on top of the moment so if it's like a game winner you can watch mm. the clock ticking down like, what, like stuff what like I mean. that I want to push for um, <clears throat> I've been big on like headlines like the basically a, like what you're starting to see pop up in in the product like in things like the like the SEO title information if you ever shared a link for a moment on Twitter you'd see the headline is like a seventy character depiction of what the play is <laughs> yeah. like, I'm tired of people saying, oh do you have this stuff rare like no well like do you have stuff setting the warriors like franchise record like for scoring like it that's what that's what we're doing here we're not just thinking oh here's the stuff rare here's the stuff rare here's the stuff rare like there's so much more to it than that so being able to surface, you know, just headlines like that, like with the footage, whether it's an overlay or if it's just like accompanying the footage, you know, in a more widespread capacity, stuff like that. Interested in, you know, we've talked about tunnel stuff, obviously, like the the sort of fashion show at the beginning of games oh, has become yeah. such a big part of the culture. I came from Slam, you know, before I was here and League Fits was just sort of League taking Fitz. off at that
0: time. Like, I want a league fit. I've been saying I yeah. want a league fit set for years, like the very yeah. first summer of like as summer 21 was like, please give me league fits. Yeah, I want to see Jordan it, Clarkson. I want exactly. to see Shea.
1: Yeah, exactly. Stuff like that. Like, and it's just, you know, sorting through the the list of, of rights, you know, it always is. So, but we started to get, you know, even at least, at least tunnel footage, like the first one I think was the magic, um, it's it's the heave right that's yep yep. is it just running back is it running back back? yeah yeah um and then he walks into the tunnel celebrating like that had never been done before we never just showed it like really a player off the court to my knowledge until we did that
2: yeah real quick on that um that just that i just actually bought that moment this week Um, amazing and i i put in the discord that's exactly what i love about that moment that tunnel and like Mm -hmm. the old style bricks or whatever they are like (laughs) that are you know just like what we saw in the arenas we grew up in you know now everything is obviously modern and fancy looking and like no like magic ran through this tunnel that was exactly like the arena i grew up going to you know and just like little things like that it's like i don't know that excites me I'm, i'm assuming it excites other people when they are collecting and wanting to partake in these moments and like thinking back to um the 86 uh the, the bird anthology um the one out of 86 i guess it was the finals um moment i'm trying I'm yeah the yeah. the one that we just got the game the six, eighty-six 86 finals yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 that um that moment to me has so much detail yeah. in you know the the crowd footage from like a further you know higher up you yeah. know viewpoint and just I think there was even like some celebration, maybe I don't know where it was in the locker room or whatever um, with him and Mikhail kind of embracing and like those things are, are the things that just kind of bring you back to like, when I think about top shot, to me, it's a lot about nostalgia, Mm -hmm. moments, memories, all these things that matter as a fan. And if we're getting all of those extra things in the moments, especially the, the special moments, like they don't have Mm -hmm. to be in every moment, but but the moments that matter, the moments that are legendary, the moments that are the top tier, give us give us that best. And that's what has been cool about ending Series 4 is these last few legendaries, you know, the, I mean, this is, to me, the best stuff we've got on Top Shot so far, mm-hmm. at least in my opinion.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it, Anything we can do to support that, like, you know, it's been a years-long process to sort of really shore up the curation process to make it you know feel that way and intuitively feel that way like if you <clears throat> you don't have to wonder why something is legendary um you know if that wasn't always the case like just because things have changed right um <clears throat> but uh just anything we can hand to, su- to support a memory like you mentioned that word like memories Like right? that's what these are about like you know your <clears throat> memory isn't just the literal thing that happened on the play-by-play like your memory is all that sort of supporting Vi- like visual, you know, information, and and like we, even in the '86 uh, finals, we've got like the the crowd rushing the court, right? Like mm, you'd yeah, yeah, never that see part. that in the league today. <laughs> like Bird's not even on the floor. Like Bird's in the locker room at that point. <laughs> yeah. Bird got subbed out with like two minutes left. Like he's not even on the court when like Peterson goes for that layup, and then the clock goes, and then everybody in the building just like runs onto the court. And it's like kind of horrifying, like, like. Basically I can't like imagine what being a now. player. It's pretty awesome on a yeah, like on football is. field. Like, you could.
0: It's football field's enormous. You can get away from you know <laughs> yeah. from that.
1: I mean, honestly, maybe sometimes you can't, but on a basketball court, yeah. Good luck. So, um, just to show the craziness of the of the Celtics and uh, of Celtics fans, and it, I mean, it was just fun being able to get Bird like on the record talking about how they wanted blood and all that stuff. So. I mean, let's talk about that. Was that the cool, like that, it
0: sounds like the coolest thing that would have ever happened to me is sitting down with Larry legend. Like, how do you even get ready for that? Like we've seen all this stuff, all this stuff is incredible,
1: but like going through that yourself, like what was that day? Like, yeah, I mean, it was, it was pretty amazing and I, and I, I hope to release the full 30 minute video, um, pretty soon. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, it was an amazing experience. Um, we've been obviously working with Bird since last season. We knew we wanted to bring Bird into Magic Story and, and vice versa. Um, so we've actually been working with Bird since last uh, season. But we knew the Bird anthology set was coming, and we wanted to do it do it justice. Like this, you're talking about a player who probably more than any other player, maybe will, I don't know. Like is just sort of cloaked by these like urban legends um Absolutely. and that just felt like perfect for top shot and i, I kind of felt like we didn't do enough with with magic like i wish i could add a 30 minute sit down with magic to get them like on the record talking about the plays. like we, but you know it just it didn't work out that way um but with bird i'm like no there's no chance we're getting bird into our product and and you know the content team <laughs> isn't all over this so yeah um so it's like the bo jackson but, of basketball yeah. yeah. Just like, so, it feels
0: like a folk legend.
1: Exactly. So, um, you know, pitched that. We knew we had, uh, you know, whatever worked out in the, in the you know, marketing and a, like appearance sort of deal with him. And we knew we had an opportunity to do something on camera. So uh, so we started putting the wheels in motion to set this up. Um, <clears throat> got an amazing, you know, local film crew in Indiana that was just great to work with. I, dr- I drove to Indiana like <laughs> – I'm, like, driving literally through, like, cornfields to to get to – we're not in Indianapolis. We're, like, in, like, rural Indiana. Like um, French Lick or
2: what? Not French <laughs> Lick, but not
1: far off. And uh, so it was just a surreal experience. Like, I, I mean, anytime we plan an anthology set, there's just such a, a ridiculous amount of, like, um, like background Uh, information that goes into it and research like because we're saying hey this is a player's greatest hits and if this is one of the greatest players of all time and the greatest hits aren't like completely obvious like then you know then we haven't done our job so like i mean i've read so many larry bird books like his autobiography co-written with like you know Bob Ryan, Jackie McMullen's book with Bird and Magic, um, Dan Boston Shaughnessy's Legends. book on eighty five, eighty six Celtics. Like, I read Cedric Maxwell's autobiography. Like all these things, I'm just like, give me any sort of yeah. like, con- like cornbread, um, <laughs> cornbread. Give me any sort of like, you know, sub story about about Bird, and and then was able to get him kind of on the record talking about all those things in one one place. Like that that hasn't been done before. Like, you know, a lot of times. I think when you see interviews, it's kind of just, especially for retired players, they're kind of saying the same, same things that they've said before. And, you know, I don't know that we, we didn't really break news, but I think it's the first time that we really, we got Bird on the record, on camera, talking about some of these things that have kind of become larger than life, like myths almost, mm-hmm. like the who's coming in second, the left hand game, like stuff like that. Um, and it, it was just great. Um, I was nervous. Uh, had been like told <laughs> yeah. that that he like, I mean we all know this. Uh, Larry Bird doesn't like exactly uh, is that the he doesn't suffer fools like we were t- we were told that uh, he can be concise and and if you've seen th- how they sort of depicted him in Winning Time, which I hadn't seen when I did the interview, but I've since seen and it's just hilarious. I mean the story. timing
0: of it all yeah. is just like we're gonna do magic. <clears throat> oh, there's an HBO yeah. show about magic and yeah. like okay se- season two they're bringing in Larry Bird. We are actually doing Larry Bird this summer. It all kind of linked yeah, up perfectly.
1: It, it worked out perfectly. But, um, I mean, Bird is just such a pro. Like, uh, really got into a good sort of cadence with him. It's probably one of the best interviews I've I've done. I mean, I, I did some interviews, you know, previously in my career, but just through purely the, like, media lens. But um, – no, it was awesome. He was, he was like laughing. Like I've never seen Larry Bird, like laugh. Like, so like that was fun. And how, how do you stay yeah, on your it? game when you're like, I'm doing it. I'm doing oh, it. Oh, I yeah, know I'm yeah. doing good. I, yeah, it, it, it was an experience, you know, going into the, to the interview, not knowing like what he'd bite on, like, okay, at the very least, what do I need to get out of this? But then he was just great. So like, it just sort of made the whole conversation more comfortable and you know and and he just really opened up about a lot of these different things which is really cool satisfying i feel like it's probably like he has probably a pretty good
0: radar of like this is through more of a media lens like this is just the guy that they sent to ask the questions somebody else wrote or the person sitting in front of me asking these questions is like as well versed as you are like he's going to open up a little bit you know
1: um, yeah Sorry, Aria, yeah, I, 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 I hope, hope so. See. Like, <laughs> I'd love to see and the full I, thing. I think so. It's like it. You, you, you kind of, uh, like especially like I've seen the conversation so many times, and you guys will see it, you know, soon enough too. But the first questions kind of, kind of by the books. But like, it just you can kind of feel the it go from formal to a bit more of a casual conversation. Right. You can kind of, and I don't know if like that's him. You know, kind of. Let, dropping his, his guard a little bit, like like you're saying, or if or if it's me getting more comfortable or a combination of both. Um, but it really turned into a really, you know, satisfying conversation. Uh, I was just like, you know, at, at first, I was hoping to get out of it. Like, we just need some, uh, like, I want him to provide context and insight that we can clip into sort of social assets, which we did. But the answers were so sort of robust that like, like, Hey, we can actually use these for the, the narrations. That wasn't mm-hmm. the plan, but, but he, like he spoke on them, you know, so uh, in depth that we were able to do that. And, you know, we came out of that conversation, like that kind of felt like a, you know, like a mini, mini like last dance type 30 minute, like <laughs> sequence, uh, uh, which I didn't, you know, necessarily expect going in, but I was, I was certainly happy, happy with. But I do feel like, I mean, that is a like ending series four
0: sort of on, you know, with the context of that, the first half of this, you know, top shot decade, um, the context of the Larry Bird, like context feels like if you had to think about like what has changed since really like since series two, it's like, yes, the edits are better. All these things are better, but like context, that just feels like that's the overarching like addition that it's not like, like you said, like in series one and series two, even to a degree like the hierarchy of common rare legendary wasn't as rigid as it feels now where it's like these things are clearly a cut above the others and and it's all based on context it's like Mm -hmm. yeah a game winner is a game winner but was the game winner you know in game seven of an NBA playoff series um yeah you know that just feels like that's what making these things a little bit extra special a little bit as we go um you know and obviously if you're in the badge county discord I assume you've been tinkering with the top shot concierge that Austin's been posting from time to time as he updates things. Um, I mean, it is exactly, I mean, it's a sicko machine. It is like, it's the context that you want where you're like, I like, honestly, today I, um, I asked the Badge County community sort of like, all right, spend my money. I got $5. I need to buy a moment so I can get this birthday pack. But what I'm going through when I'm searching through these moments is like the context. Like I don't care if it's a 60k. I don't care if. Well, I guess I do care if it's a legendary because I can't afford that right now. But like (laughs) you know, there's a bunch of moments that fit the price, uh, you know, standard here. But like I want context. I want. I don't Mm -hmm. care what it is, what team or whatever. Um, and the closer that we can get to sort of like you were saying, like when you post a link and you're seeing the, um, you know what are we calling it? What did the the highlight headlines headlines? Yeah. That's Um, that's the H Um, you know, when you're seeing the headlines up front, like um, you know, I've seen even people mentioning like how awesome it would be if like the, the uh, top shot search bar was more of like a YouTube search bar, you know, like you were Mm -hmm. saying like not Steph rare, but like Steph 50 point uh, you know, like Steph golden state franchise scoring record, three point record or whatever. Like you type in the context and it shows you, the moment that you're looking for, um, yeah. especially like like right now, there's only four series, you know. So it's like we're covering those four seasons plus an additional like four, five, six through the run running backs. Um, but you know, we want to see series twenty, we want to see series thirty, and like as these seasons go on, the the list of commons, the list of rares and legendaries that each player gets is going to grow, and the context is going to become more and more important, like as the series go. Um, and so I think. That's been my favorite part of the last, especially series four. I just context is king here, um, and so like is that that's been one of my favorite things. Like, what's of series four? What is like your favorite thing? It could be honestly, it could be a moment or a feature or uh, like a UI tweak. Like, what's your favorite advancement of series four that we didn't have in series
1: three? Um, you know, I, I mean, the one that I feel like is the biggest sort of maybe light bulb moment like change in the product at least is like, even just the hover over of the place, like, um, yeah. on des on desktop, right. Yeah. You, can hover you forget over these the little things over time, like how special and it like, was. We never even we had even that had before. That. Like, but to like, I, yeah, I, I have long been beating the drum that context is important. Like, I don't want us to view this as we're selling, you know, like these, you know, cubes, like that have player names on them, like that's not what we are. Like to, to me, that's not what we are. I don't want to buy that. I don't want to sell that. Really, like just a bunch of different squares, like that are <laughs> with player names on them. Um, we're the way I look at it. We're sort of uh, like taking NBA history, isolating all those really good, you know, memories and and kind of putting them into into this library forever. Um, that like everything that happens is a memory to somebody who watched it. Um, you know, not all memories are equal. Some are legendary memories that everyone on the planet remembers. Some are like, oh, this is like a sickle, you know, deep dive like Hawks memory that, you know, very <laughs> niche group of people will remember, but they're all memories. Um, so surfacing context more and more is so important. Uh, I would love like how much, you know, how much more discovery could happen. Like if not only can you, you know, sit, and the on the website hovering over moments, but you could you know hover in the app or or in the desktop when you hover, you're also seeing the headline, so you don't have to know oh that's the play that gave you know Steph Curry the franchise scoring record. Like it's it's there for you. Um, not everybody's going to click into the moment and then read the description to to find that, but that's such a big part of of that sort of discovery of what I think the the truly deep value prop of Top Shot is. Um, so. Uh you know a lot of improvements, like you know subtle improvements, but I feel like that that hover was probably the first thing that really opened the doors to make top shot, a more inviting, entertaining place to be um as opposed to just like a place where you can buy squares mm-hmm. um so it was huge of, like even
0: just like going through like uh and for some reason when you said that, the first set that came to mind was uh series three throwdowns um. And I think it was like the Gary Payton as three throwdowns is incredible. It's probably my favorite one. Um, and it's one of those things that like, if you don't have hover, you're not like with the odds, especially before the app. Um, you know, I do love when you're on the discover tab of the app and you switch to like the full screen view and you can just mm-hmm. slide through it like yeah. that and playlists in general, like playlist. I know Jared and I, we've been beating the drum of like, um, you know, making these collections more organizable, uh, Mm um, more personalized. Um, and so like the day I cannot, I know that there will be a day, I don't know if it's going to be tomorrow or S10, but there will be a day when I can make my own playlist. I can call it whatever I want to. And Mm -hmm. that's my, that's my thing. Um, and so before the, before the app, when you can just scroll through those things, The hover was the first time that I was like, oh, my God, this Gary Payton dunk is incredible. Like, I got to buy this now. It's probably my favorite dunk. But had it not been a hover, like the odds of me clicking into a Warriors Gary Payton, the second throwdowns rare from series three. I don't know. I'm probably not finding it. Um, And like you said, discovery um, and personalization, like those two things feel like kind of the future of Top Shot. Um,
2: I love playlists. I love playlists. <laughs> yeah, we're big playlist people. And and yeah, I think you you I don't know, you maybe you're the person behind those. Um, or someone is. And we we love them even when they're just in the app from you guys. So Yeah. Yeah, you know.
1: playlists are a feature that I think you know is very important to have and I think can be even better. Um, it sort of changed, you know, like it, I mean it was on the desktop and then it was off the desktop um there's a couple things i want to get added to it uh but everything's you know there's this sort of long list of things that we're trying to sort of prioritize but for me like from the content side and the context side it's so important like um it's just a way of enjoying the product like let's stop worrying Mm -hmm. about what's going to come next what can you buy next what can we sell next and let's just enjoy enjoy what's there how can we make it more enjoyable it's like What's yeah. the best part about Netflix? It's not the show that Netflix is going to release next year. The best part about Netflix is, like, like the fact that you can watch Seinfeld from, like, you know, like, season six, episode four of Seinfeld. And, like, it's just there. Like, that's why you pay for Netflix, not for the whatever's going to come Upcoming. next. Yeah. yeah. So being able to leverage the enjoyment, like, you know, maybe, te- maybe the tech world, maybe the Web3, maybe the crypto world doesn't get the appeal of just – I just want to, like – don't bother me. I'm just sitting here, like, reminiscing. Like, But <laughs> sports fans know that. Like, how many yeah. times, like, can sports yeah, fans just, like, sit like there? And- basketball
0: fans especially. Yeah. Like, we're highlights people. Like, highlight reels and mixtapes. Like, what are this? Like, honestly, I mean, maybe I'm ignorant to it because I am a basketball person. And I know, obviously, like, other sports get mixtapes too. They're just not as good as basketball mixtapes, you know? Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> that is so ingratiated into like the backbone of basketball is mixtapes and so if i can make myself a little playlist of like sprinkle a couple of these throwdowns a couple because to me throwdowns and for the win like um i've actually only collected like one of those sets um i did throwdowns this year but like those two sets to me represent what makes basketball awesome it's Mm -hmm. big dunks and it's game winners like if you really had to boil it down to like the best of the best of basketball what makes it so special to me like you know, obviously, the skill these days is like kind of scaling up <laughs> at a pretty insane pace. But like throughout the history of basketball, like those are the two special things. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, if I can sprinkle in like a couple of these, even if they're not yeah. in the throwdowns for the win set, like there's some pretty great game it's winners. The win. Maxi Klaver, uh, you know, that's not a, that's not in for the win, but it was yeah. for the win. Uh, yeah,
1: just sprinkling <laughs> in content. your own stuff. Like I love that. Like I mean, you know how badly I wanted to just like go after like the best rare moments of the players on team Canada, like over the course of the FIBA mm-hmm. tournament, like that's the stuff like that, that I want to be able to do and, and see and enjoy and just, you know, it was manate. fun seeing the FIBA
0: action dictate some, some top mm-hmm. shot marketplace dynamics. I've never seen sugar went up and mm-hmm. like basically every Anthony Edwards moment was getting yep. snatched up uh, and kind of yeah. honestly, a few of them got away from <clears by throat> me as I was sitting on my hands. Um, yeah. But so like hey, real, series five. Yeah, what you got? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Keep going. I'm jumping into series five here. Um well, not yeah, even no, Top shop, quick, series five. Real quick, yeah, so let's go, go back to
2: series four. <laughs> Just give us one or two moments that maybe are moments that not everyone talks about, maybe that stand out to you as like your favorite moments from S four. Because I know you've watched them all pretty much. You know them all. You know the product better than all of us. And I've seen almost all of them, but I still forget some. Give me, give me some of them deep cuts or some of your favorites.
1: Oh my gosh,
2: you you got them off the top of the head?
1: There's only like
2: five
1: hundred. I I mean, yeah, exactly. Um, you know the, I'm just gonna start with the ones that that kind of left the the most like lasting impression with me. It was this was a crazy year you know, for us where we were able to, like the stat lines were just, you know, bananas, right? Not only did we get a 71 point game, uh, but we got two 71 point games, which is just completely, uh, completely absurd. So to be able to even just go back even now and just go through those, like the Donovan Mitchell, the, like the Damian Lillard, it just feels like, it feels like so surreal. Um, Mm -hmm. Like we had, like we're doing legacies, you know, and included in that is Anthony Davis, fifty nine point uh, twenty rebound, just crazy game, like absolutely insane statistical game. It like literally broke fantasy sites. Um, <laughs> I had him that year. I was there. You go. You're can laughing. tell you
0: where I was. I was also on another date, and she was like, "Why are you looking at your phone?" I'm like, "Because Anthony Davis is doing insane
1: things." <laughs> yeah. So, to be able work? to get like right now, like you know, Luca's 60 20, but not only that, but you get the free, the like that coordination off the mist, like free throw and his, his like mm-hmm. awesome like reaction. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just so cool for me. A big one is uh, the the, the play that ended up being in the Jaden Ivy like rookie revelation set, but specifically not, not because of the play, but because of the picture. Like, <clears throat> I'm great. a big Pistons it's guy, and that and that started making its like you know rounds as a sort of like instant classic because you got yeah. Jalen Dern in the background and. <clears throat> uh so to be able to to see that you know in, in product is just awesome anything in the extra spice set is uh it, that's kind of my personal i feel like that's that set is like my spirit set so um yeah I, I, uh, it's so much I fun enjoy that one yeah
2: yeah i love that you say that about the ivy like we didn't talk about this and we don't have to but like thumbnails are even a, a very important part mm-hmm. to top shot like i i think you know from everything from the finals with the trophy, I think has become a staple um, yep. every year, and and some of those thumbnails that are just like a cut above, and some of these legendaries in S four with different parts of the moment, different you know parts highlighted, colored, blacked out, whatever it is, like they make those moments just artistic and you know yeah these new backboard
0: angles. On like the, the, with like the blue oh. paint,
1: like with Russ. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who else had one? There was another one in Memphis, was it? Yeah, there's, the, they have a camera in Memphis that does that. So the rust, the Russ one on the Clippers where he's laying on the floor, that's in Memphis. And there's, oh, I think okay. Josh Jackson has one in series one. Um, but photos are huge. Like, they're such a big part of it. And for a while, you know, before we had headlines, before we had, you know, this more liberal use of footage at our disposal, like, um headlines were like really leaned on headlines to tell the context or at least you know prep the the sort of viewer for what they're about to see like you know like being trying to be very conservative hey like if we're showing a picture of like a player being like swarmed by his teammates like well why is he getting swarmed? like you know so yeah. the thumbnail is sort of the first line of uh contact for us when we're trying to convince somebody to even click into something in the first place so uh uh, so that that's always been been big, and you know, it's a it's a bit of a, a an art, you know, being able to 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 pull that off just right. And I think you really get some that are really memorable in product. But
0: honestly, I was um, admiring today the the base set KD thumbnail, um, and because it's just you know it's his classic turnaround mm-hmm. MIDI. You know, um, yep. it's the classic KD. Well, I got it as a some people in Badge County are in a fantasy football league and. If you win, you get just a trade trade tickets, very low stakes, but somebody sent me the Durant one. And I was like, you know, just kind of remembering how awesome. I remember when it came out, everyone was like, this is the thumbnail. This is the one. Um, But honestly, kind of a great thinking about your Pistons going into series Five. Like, you know what? We don't know anything about what the season or the series is going to look like this coming year. Like, I'm sure that obviously you don't know what the basketball is going to, you know, what kind of story is going to tell this year, but like, what kind of story do you want it to tell for your Pistons? It's a really exciting core.
1: Yeah, I think it's a good time to be a Pistons fan and I was really optimistic about the team last year too, but injuries kind of got in the way, but um this year, you know, I think in my mind like I don't think they need any more young pieces. Like I'm I think they've got what they need to have to take the next step. So I'm excited to see a healthy Cade. Obviously, I was very excited about the like the Team USA, you know, sort of reports that Cade was really playing well against those guys. And I've been watching the Rico Hines, like scrimmage footage, like (laughs) uh, which the Pistons are basically like playing their full starting lineup. Like, you know, this happens in sports, like where you get this really kind of exciting young core. And, you know, I just want to enjoy it because the Pistons have been pretty mediocre um, for a long time. Uh, But now we're at that stage or just like, you know, between Jaden and Ivy, Jalen Duren, like uh, Asar Thompson, I'm super excited about. Um, I just don't want to take for granted that this is such a, you know, it's fun to, this is what the weight was for. yeah. You know, I felt like I got spoiled with the Pistons in high school, like they made like five straight Eastern Conference finals. I've won a title, um, but then it was just like 15 years of very, very painful mediocrity. Um, <clears throat> and to now be sort of coming out of it, at least it seems that way. I think they're ready. I think they could be in the playing conversation, um, which isn't, you know, saying a ton, I guess, but you're talking about a, a team that won 17 games last year and, and really, yeah. They were sleeper pick series. for me
0: last year. Um, yeah. Last year on the podcast, Jared and I, I got Jared involved in some of my sicko activities. I, I love to uh, predict the full standings um, down to the game okay. and then you do your playoff series. You know, you make your bracket and you make all your picks that way. Um, and... I was way off on the Pistons. I was very high on the Pistons. It did not pan out for me. Yeah. Um, but honestly, as excited as I am about this young core, like Monty Williams, mm-hmm. I can't. I kind of can't believe that these Suns let him go. Like, yeah. I mean, I get it. I guess, like, everything's got to be so, like – you, what have you done for me lately um mm-hmm. you know we've got a game six collapse against Met, against you know dallas and uh, obviously all the stuff with deandre ayton who's obviously not even there anymore no. um and so it feels like detroit's like yeah we just got one of the best young coaches in the league um for one of the best young cores in the league jalen duran i'm a i'm a big man guy like i i mm-hmm. love that Uh, We've got some really exciting young bigs in the league Um, in a time, like I said, it was like the skill seems to just like dominate. And so it's like, if you are above, if you're not, you know, if you can't shoot the three, I don't care if you're seven foot four, like if you can't shoot the three, you're not going to be effective in this game. Um, And then you've got Jalen Duran coming in, who's like 12 years old. He's built like an ox. Um, I mean, like he, when he was in Memphis, he played my Alabama Crimson Todd and he it was – I was at the game and it was just like kind of a – you can't believe that he's that young. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just – I'm really excited for Jalen Um Didn't really know much about uh, Jaden Abbey before um, the season. He was really impressive last year. But like I think we've got such a young – it's its just – it's an exciting time to be a basketball fan. It's an exciting time to be on Top Shot um, when you've got these rookie classes year after year it would, it would it must like can you imagine like going through this in like the those sort of like dry years of young nba talent you know like when you've got anthony bennett going number 1 and you're like right. oh, man the hype on around this rookie class it's just like it's hard to build a product off of it and then right. but instead you're getting you know anthony edwards and cade and win binyama um, yeah yeah i know that everybody's very excited to see like how everything goes on i mean like people are, are pumped to just like get on top shot and collect victor Wimbanyama moments um you got yeah. to see what those look like um i yeah i'm just you know the one last question i had sort of was like going into um the hobby and then we'll let you go we're really appreciative of your time because we're gonna we could be here for literally all day long um you've posted pictures before of your insane cardboard collection um So obviously, like collector, basketball head, and now we're in top. And it's like the perfect person is at the helm. And so like obviously cardboard is like rife with parallels. And Mm -hmm. series for us, like our first year with parallels. Um, yeah, I know that like obviously if anybody wasn't aware of like how much goes into like picking moments when you're talking about like all the rights with the audio and the, you know. and the organ sounds like you're not just like watching tv being like that is sick we should make that into a moment um like i don't know how much time you could possibly have to even be in these conversations with like what the parallels look like what are these you know mint counts and the different arts and what's their utility and all the extra fun stuff um like what is sort of your like one year post-mortem on like what parallels represent within top shot and like what sort of like extra doors they might unlock um and how did how that sort of i mean no pun intended like how do the parallels on top shot how are they parallel to the cut like cardboard parallels
1: yeah i mean i think it was interesting year of learnings about parallels and i think there's sort of mixed um sort of re- reaction to parallels obviously like y- you know it's 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 the a hey, you're getting an opportunity to get some incredible sort of alternative set art like especially under the leaderboard rewards mm. uh, those end up being really cool um the parallels in the base set i mean i i i can appreciate a joe splosion as much as the next oh uh, ah, yeah oh ah, yeah <laughs> yes
2: <laughs> But, uh, please find me serials six and seven. I need, I need that for my one through 10 and I'll be oh good. Yes, please. That, I'm going to buy one year. of
0: them and I'm going to lock it forever.
2: <laughs> it sells it. For, for you wouldn't do it. Thousand you wouldn't dollars. Do it. Nothing <laughs> that's um, the thing. If these people find out, I can't, I need to somehow get them without them knowing what's going on. Yeah. I'll, red, yeah. I'll
0: redact this part of the conversation.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. I love that. Um, you know, I think we're still learning what the right,
1: what the right numbers, you know, for them are. And, and I try to stay out of out of the way in those conversations as I sort of figure out, Hey, what feels right? Like, you know, the explosions, I think you kind of feel set apart from the other parallels mm-hmm. in the base set, but the rest kind of are pretty, you know, flat, I guess you could say, you know, despite the different mint counts. Like, so I'm sure they'll tweak, tweak that. And, um, <clears throat> but uh, what, I mean, I don't, I don't love seeing the duplication of plays like, like if you click on it, I mean, if you click on the a pl- one of those pill filters in the app that shows like the plays that qualified for the top one hundred, like mm-hmm. that's in the discover page of the app. But like to have the like each parallel sort of take up real estate on there, like we need to figure out a better way to display it. Is sort of what I feel in my heart yeah. when I think about parallels. That's kind
0: of what I wanted to ask. Is like yeah. I know that that's not like your like you are the basketball guy, you know. And it's yeah. like so that's like I wanted to kind of get your opinion on those because mm-hmm. it's like I think we. Sh- you know you and the badge county community kind of share some similar values on that where it's like i love the art i love everything mm-hmm. about these parallels like there are obviously going to be some tweaks um mm-hmm. i'm sure there will be some tweaks beyond even what we're talking about um but i think they're fun i mean like like you said like especially as as the season progressed like they got better and better um so um yeah i just wanted to toss that and mm-hmm. it was like one little thing so after um an hour of talking about some incredible topics. I just wanted to end on something mundane like parallels, you know, oh, for the I extra sickos that have made it an hour and five minutes into <laughs> this podcast. Um, okay. but thanks so much again for hanging out with us and just talking series four, you know, a little season in review, a series in review. Yeah.
2: Um excited. What? I'm thrilled to see what's going on in series five. What, what episode was this? It was 38, right? We need a oh, jersey. Oh, yes.
0: Episode 38. So we do.
2: I was looking up
0: NBA players or are 38 because uh, now we coming off the top of my head. And the only two names that I recognized were both Detroit Pistons. <laughs> this is
1: putting you on the spot. Um, The last 15 years it's it uh it's gonna be someone obscure i i just missed the oh, they're All incredibly. is, super, they're, they're, is yeah, it they're like incredibly what, is it like a tony mitchell or something like that
0: we've got uh um, i think they're both or
1: them. one of them's in product right one of them's on top shot one of them it is 30, in product. pistons 38 in top shot is it like Link, links to galloway no it's like a... sabin lee vandy's Sabin on. lee okay Wait, did he go to vanderbilt well, know. he was a piston, right? I don't even know. Okay. Savin so Lee is the only rookie debut steal, right? It is. Oh, yeah. okay, so yeah. You know, I honestly always
0: been high on Savin Lee. Like, I know there's he's just one of those guys. that's like I'm sure, like he's still young. I feel like he's probably going to have an amazing career in Europe, just because he just hasn't been able to find mm-hmm. a role on a team. Which, because I know that, like, uh, I think honestly was in Detroit. Like when maybe it was when like Corey Joseph was down and. The uh, the backcourt got real thin for a while mm. last year, and when he was kind of giving the keys a little bit, and you know, let him cook, he kind of cooked oh, yeah. a little bit. I don't know.
2: And the other crazy. the other number thirty eight was wasn't he a number one overall pick?
0: He was a number one overall pick.
2: That ended up. Kwame Brown, the, on the there, there we, we go. 68. Yeah, all, all right. right. So that's it. There, right. Yeah, let's go. It's been, I was yeah, not great. aware
0: that Kwame Brown had a stint <laughs> in Detroit. Um, oh yeah, yeah <laughs> Yeah. So honestly dealer's so, choice here. A, li- a dealer's little like mode. <laughs> dealer's <laughs> choice. Would you like this to be the official Saban Lee jersey match episode
2: or the Kwame uh, Brown? You kind of give me the Kwame Brown, I think. <laughs> oh no. yeah, that's okay. from that's from Watch. that's from your uh the your days, right? Early 2000s. That's that's probably your yeah. You know, peak a, fandom.
1: From, yeah, I'm pretty drawn to that era. Um man I'm sure there's honestly
0: some excitement too. Like when you're like – you're coming off of all the Eastern Conference final success, a couple championships, you know, or one championship. Um, There's got to be some like – look, I know that he's a little – he hasn't been what we want. But we just signed the number – a former number one overall pick. Like I'm just saying. Like maybe you can turn around in Detroit.
1: Yeah. And Pistons like – Pistons like Twitter can be quite vicious and negative and (laughs) – but – I just feel like I'm like I've I've been like riding high on the like the Chauncey Billups Ben Wallace Air Pistons for so long that I I didn't even care. I'm like yeah, like the Josh Smith and Greg Monroe in the front court with Andre Drummond, like yeah, oh let's go. For <laughs> right, it. like let's see. I'm it. just I'm just fine. Like you know, Tom Gore is refusing to do anything but like compete for the eighth seed every <laughs> year when people are like just tank, and he's like, no, no, we're gonna get Blake Griffin. Like just just tank. No, no, we can still oh, do God. it. God. Yeah. Um, but I have a lot of, uh, you know, I'm a big homer, so basically anything they do, I'll support. I think um, the Wizards are currently like the
0: the Detroit Pistons of like the mid-2000s, where they're just like,
1: yeah, we're not going to be good, game.
0: but we won't be bad enough. Well, exactly. Be it's bad now. Jordan Poole is going to score 38 points a game on 48 shots. I think he's going to have yeah. a better year. I think he's going to kind of...
1: Prove his contract yeah. a little bit more. Pool and Played. Kuzma is one of the funnest combinations that I think we've had in a the while. They're gonna go like, nuts. The Wizards are me, fun. Give me that. Like, you know, Bradley Beal and the Wizards just, he kind of got stagnant, but give me the just chaos of Jordan Poole and Kyle I think Kuzma. when you have like a mediocre team for long enough you're just like just make it fun
0: can it just be fun to lose which I'm sure the Rockets fans are honestly before we just digress into like all of this but like that's okay. how I would feel I'm a pseudo Rockets fan I like have yeah. a soft spot for the Rockets I'm I don't know. I'm into it that's a league yeah. pass team I'm so yeah, into it absolutely but the league pass team is getting worse and worse it's like yeah. I don't really want to watch Dylan Brooks and Fred Van Vliet and now Reggie Bullock play But like I want to see no I don't Fred I want to see 38 minutes of Tari Eason and Shangoon. I mean, I want to see, I want to see those young guys play. I want to see Cam Whitmore play thirty-two minutes tonight. Is that too much nope. to ask? Like your team's going to be yeah. bad. Like, I it's just great. let it be all the way
1: bad Beautiful and get these guys an
0: experience. Beautiful chaos. I'm Beautiful here for it. People.
1: I'm like, I've always had a soft spot for Dylan Brooks. He's obviously a Canadian, um, but then like just seeing him and play for Team Canada in the <laughs> tournament. Like, if anybody was starting to. If anybody that was on Dylan Brooks Island was starting to get off of that island, then they watch that tournament and they're like, you know, like, "No, no, I was on this island for a reason. <laughs> I'm back here yeah. and I'm building yeah. a house." That's how I feel <laughs> um, about Dylan Brooks. I uh, love so I'm Brooks. just excited to to see that. But yeah, being flanked by you know Shangun and you know like Eason and Jalen Green, you know, no big deal as well. Um they got a nice young core there and then just added this extra layer of of veteran chaos for, for some reason. <laughs> just of just why. Yeah. Like you don't yeah.
0: have to spend the money. Like and the Spurs have shown yeah. us like you don't have to. You can let it sit. You just don't have to spend the money. Yeah. Um but yeah. I don't think they told them the rules in Houston. And they are just like, <laughs> No, we have to. It's gonna burn if we don't. So yeah let's give let's <laughs> dumb contracts also does nobody else want reggie bullock like why does he need can he be more effective as like a seventh or eighth guy on like a contender than just playing a lot in houston <laughs> just i don't know Yeah. questions for another
2: day we, we have uh, we were wrapping up and then we just totally went off the rails with <laughs> yeah. all these uh, we did a series and <laughs>
0: review now we're going to do a season in preview for the next two hours
1: <laughs> let's go
0: no okay but we can honestly i would i mean we joke but it sounds like a fun another episode
1: Um,
0: okay thanks for hanging out everybody um we'll see you guys next week on badge county thanks again austin and uh let's do this again real soon
1: of course thanks for having me all right see y'all